And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. Hi, and welcome to The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. I'm attorney Jen Rout, and with me as always is my faithful sidekick, Ben Needenthal. I'll take faithful. That's Aww. cool. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm awesome. Things are great. My carpet's finally installed. I'm very excited about that. Hey. Uh, my studio's finally coming together. The audio suite, we're hoping to get the last of the, the curved wall panels up soon, and then start painting and putting in sound tiles, and yeah, pretty soon it's going to start looking like a real deal in here. Ooh, cool. fancy very cool. stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you keeping busy? Always. I know. I know the answer to that question ahead of time. I'm just saying that mostly for everybody at home. Oh, thanks. So, yeah. Jen's very busy, ladies and gentlemen. So am I, actually, but that's okay, because we want to keep making time for you and talking about the issues that we talk about on the show, because that's, I guess that's what we do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I had an interesting conversation with someone a few weeks ago. Um, they they came to me for a referral. Okay. Uh, they were looking to adopt a child, but they were having s- some struggles because they were in the process of transitioning. So oh, okay. You know, let, let, let's make multiple major life Oof, changes at man, one time. That's a um, that's a whole can of worms, man. That's a that's a lot to try to do all at once. Right. So it got me to thinking about, you know, when we talk about discrimination, there's always kind of been the big few. And it Mm -hmm. has to be, you know, race, religion, disability, sex. Yeah. And sexuality. And age. Yeah. Well, sexuality, that, that hasn't completely been added. Yeah. It's it's slowly getting there. Yeah. But then you have to add sexual identity. Yeah. And the EEOC, which is the Equal um, Employment Opportunity Commission, so that's that's your federal level. So it's the United States EEOC. Right. Issues various opinions here and there and um, the EEOC has issued an opinion that sexual orientation and sexual identity all falls under sex Mm -hmm. so to them and that's really the big governing body so you know right focus on them um they've already considered transgender people as a protected class if you are being discriminated on for that purpose as as though a male or a female would right? right okay yeah or um, race, or you know, it's it's a protected class. If that if you are terminated because your employer finds out you are transgender, and mm-hmm. there's no other valid possible reason for your right right discharge as an employee, that's discrimination. Sure, and that we did do an episode similar that kind of details mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff, but this is just kind of a new. It's weird to say it's a new addition to the topic because I know it's not something that's like that's a new thing. It's not like people are all of a sudden there's this new crazy trend of, you know, transgender. But, you know, it's I mean, people have been going through this for years and it's only I feel like in the past five, ten years has really become like 
something where people are like, oh, no, no, I get that, you know, and that's 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 something that we need to discuss. Right. But what if it's not termination? Um, so, you know, for people who are transgender, there could be a number of issues in sure. the workplace, especially. I mean, outside of the workplace, it's a whole other ball of issues. Yeah. Um, but the workplace is where we have some control. Yeah. And where employers are governed by a various list of laws and protections and there's employee protections. So we always kind of have to look at that. Yeah. Um, and I always like to point out that, you know, there's federal and then there's state. Yeah. And that's two different things. Yeah. Um, and generally federal drives state, but then state can add additional protections. Sure. So the EEOC being the main governing body for discrimination in the U.S. issues these opinions. But right now, there's really not um, specific federal or state laws that explicitly protect transgender individuals. Hmm. It's just not explicit yet. Right. Whereas sexual orientation, we have now had new laws that protect discrimination based on your sexual orientation. Sure. Um, right now in Ohio, there are two bills pending. House Bill 389 and Senate Bill 318 um, that would prohibit the discrimination um, on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. Hmm. So um, gender expression would be dressing as or expressing yourself as the opposite sex right. than it's, what I'm, you were born. I'm scientifically a male, but I am... I guess psychologically a female and therefore I choose to wear the attire that I am that I associate with. Right. Now, Governor Kasich in Ohio did sign an executive order that prohibits the discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Okay. Um but that order really only protects state government employees and does not include gender identity. Okay or gender expression, mm. and it doesn't go into the private employers. Okay. Now, again, so that's state. Now you have the EEOC who's saying any discrimination along this path is discrimination sure. because it all falls under sex. Right. Various levels, but it's all under that category. Um, and then there's also, I think it was President Obama who signed an executive order um that protected federal contractors and federal government employees on the basis of sexual orientation discrimination, hmm. um, but still not gender identity. Okay. So that's where this the transgender people have a problem. Right. Um, maybe not. Hopefully, it's never happened. It never happens. Uh, you know. Yeah. We don't want that to come about, but it is out there, and it's an issue that has to be dealt with. Um, and then you have all of these states who pass, or local communities, not always states, who pass the bathroom laws. Mm. Right. And all of the fun commentary that goes along I with I had a feeling that we were going to talk about bathroom laws. <laughs> what gave you that feeling? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, now, back in May of this year, the EEOC did release what they call a fact sheet 
Right. Which goes over to um, how these bathroom bills can apply to empl- in the employment context. Because, again, we're still, it's all employment. That's what EEOC really is sure. over. Um, and so the EEOC considers that any employer who denies an employee's access to use the restroom of the gender with which they identify. Hmm. That is discrimination on the basis of sex. Hmm. Okay, so we at least have something from the EEOC giving employers and employees some guidance. Right. um, Which is a very good thing. Um, And the fact is, employees don't have to tell employers their sex. Right. Or what they identify with or anything like that. Sure. Um, The problem is, often it comes out. Yeah. Because when you're doing medical insurance forms sure life insurance forms um any legal documentation when they do a background check and you were samuel now you're sally right um you know it's gonna come up yeah so you don't have to tell them yeah but often it's kind of unavoidable Mm -hmm. um but it should never ever be a question or discussion during interviews (laughs) Or the hiring process. And it shouldn't even be an issue during employment for any no. reason, as as a specific reason. I mean, it's, right. you know. Right. And they also, employers can't ostracize people. So an employer, for instance, couldn't require a transgender employee to use a specific restroom. Right. The, this, we call them single butt bathrooms, um, you know. <laughs> We as in who? Uh, a list of people. We don't <laughs> okay, need to go so this isn't like the the the, the attorney <laughs> this is not community. Not a legal community yeah. thing. It's just you know a group of uh, the big my weekly friends. attorney meeting. No, no, all the group of my friends. Together. That's what we call them. But ah. basically, a single user restroom. Yeah. So you have two public restrooms. One's male, male one's, one's female. female, with a bunch of stalls, and then you have one restroom, and you have to use that one individual. Yeah. The family restroom. The family restroom. Yeah. That's a single person yeah. restroom with a lock on the door. Yeah. They can't do that. That That's ostracizing. That's discriminating. I guess to me, like, and, and I understand that. I mean, obviously we've got a ton of infrastructure in place already in this country where it's, you know, we've got the male and female bathrooms because tradition, I mean, those are traditional gender roles. And, sure. and, and I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the way it's been forever. Right. And it's so... The, the interesting thing to me is how do you transition away from that so that the traditional gender roles are kind of erased? And it's like, you know, I hear people say, well, well, let me just make them all single butt bathrooms. And, and then, then but th- that's not really practical either. Because you can't replace all of the bathrooms in an entire building. Right. You know, with, well, and I mean, there are things that females do or that yeah. males do that you don't necessarily want to mix. Right. Right. And honestly, I mean, yeah. And it's, you kind of, it's. Like, I don't want to go into a male restroom. Sorry. I'll guys. be honest with you. I don't really want to go into male restrooms either. There's urinals. There's pee. It's there's gross. Gross. Yeah. That. Mm. Yeah. I try to avoid public restrooms at all costs. Well, yeah. I have, right. But I mean, sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you got to go. Right. Um. So, you know, 
not, not my first choice. I don't really want to combine the two yeah. for my own personal comfort. No, I, I don't <laughs> it has blame you. Has nothing to do with right. sex. It's just you. <laughs> right. No, it's in, and it's. I mean, the, there is the ooh factor, and there's also the, what comes along with that, and sort of the flip side of that coin are the people who are ooh about ooh, you're trans. Ooh, right. ooh, and then they get all weird and uncomfortable and about weird. that, and that's unnecessary and weird. You yeah. know, and it's and it's you know. So I guess. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know. We go back to the don't be jerks thing, but <laughs> that's always hard. <laughs> don't advice. be an asshole. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do look for governing authorities to kind of give some guidance. So the other one um, is the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. So OSHA, everybody's right. favorite organization. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Usually focuses on safety. Yeah. Um, but also health. And health now includes mental, emotional, and physical health. Hmm. Um, and OSHA has stated that all employees should be able to use the restroom that corresponds to their gender identity. Well, and that's a good thought, but at the same time, some people don't associate with either gender. Right. Some, pe- some people are a neutral gender. Some, and that's it's, true. And, and then what do you do? Yeah, exactly. So, right. Yeah. So it, it spirals, but the whole point is to watch for that discrimination and employers be careful. Um, and don't, don't be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, and, and at the end of the day, it comes down to you hired this person, not because they're a male or a female or, you know, whatever their sex is, you hired them because they were the right fit for the job. And if that's the case, it doesn't really matter what their gender is. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't. Right. That's not a legal thing. That's just a moral thing, but that's, right. that's where I'm coming down anyway, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, it's just something to be aware of. Um, other things to look at is really Title Seven of the Civil Rights Rights Act yeah. is what breaks down what discrimination is and what are those protected classes is mm-hmm. what we call them. Um, and that's where the EEOC really hangs its hat on tr- if it's gender identity, it still falls under sex discrimination. Right. Um and then there's also, and something employers and employees should be aware of, is a lot of municipalities are taking action mm-hmm. to protect. Because the state hasn't done it yet. Feds have kind of done it through the EEOC, but that's sure. really only employment. So right. then there's housing, there's sales, there's anything to consumers. There's all sorts of possibilities out there. Right. Uh, not to mention any private issues that can happen because somebody's being a jerk yeah don't be a jerk yep um in ohio i'm happy to say at least a fair number of municipalities and counties have actually passed some sort of legislation ohio has been very progressive on the whole thing and that's 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 a good thing right which is kind of strange considering we have we as in ohio as a state has been traditionally kind of anti yeah everything and it's um, also we live in a swing state folks and if you don't live in a swing state oh god uh, you live in the promised land <laughs> jesus uh, christ i get ads for all the politics on youtube now on youtube and they're unskippable i hate it i hate it i hate being in a swing state especially in election year Ugh. so anyway, yeah that's my rant sorry lots of election coverage here um but really, I, I'm 
pretty happy to say Akron, Athens, Bowling Green, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Coshocton, Dayton, East Cleveland, Lakewood, Newark, Oxford, Summit County, Toledo, Yellow Springs, and a list of others um, have all put into place laws, ordinances, or any number of things um, that says we prohibit discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Um, and that's important, but it's still only on orientation. Right. And so we need that next step. Right. Um, so that's very important things. Right. Um, the other big question that comes up a lot with employers and employees is, do health benefits extend to employees who are transitioning? Hmm. And does an employer health insurance basically have to pay for that transition oh for the actual transition itself mm-hmm. hmm. so it's a lot of questions realistically it comes down to what is the policy or, right and i don't mean like the business policy it's if everybody's offered health insurance everybody's offered health insurance here are your plans you right. choose and then it's whatever that health insurance plan covers yeah I guess it, to me, in a, in some way, and and you know, I'm not you know anti-trans or anything like that, but it's it's one of those things where I, I kind of feel like the health insurance should be for things that are sort of like not necessarily electives, and I don't know, and, and that that gets an, a little bit of an uncomfortable territory because I don't know if I really consider this an elective type thing or not. You know, it's I mean because you're born the way you're born it's how it's why you're wired how you're wired and you know, right it kind of falls down but on that's both. a it's a major surgery to, to right. go and it's a major process to begin with you yes. know but and expensive and all the other stuff so it's it's hard to say it is generally that question is whether or not it is medically necessary yeah um and that's true for all health insurance coverage i mean they don't cover plastic surgery Unless it is medically necessary. So, um, for instance, if um, a woman who has had breast cancer wants to have augmentation to replace her breast that has been removed, that is still considered medically necessary and Mm -hmm. generally included because that's kind of the follow-up care from the original surgery and the original cancer treatment. Right. Versus, I'm a size B, I want to be a D, I'm just going to go yep. have plastic surgery for an aesthetic reason. Right. Now, you can always make the arguments, well, it brings confidence, it's, you know, any number of things, and that's emotional health. Yeah. Health insurance companies don't really deal with emotional health very well. They haven't figured out how to do that. Um, we're getting better. It's mm-hmm. better than it was. <laughs> Slow and steady progress, it's, people. It's a painful transition at the moment, but... <sighs> Just like they don't cover a lot of things that are preventative, that yeah. if you think about, would make so much sense. Yeah. Like massages, stress reduction. Yeah. The, if they did that, we wouldn't have such the high heart attack rate. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. That's another soapbox for another day. Well, and I mean, that's, I mean, it's an interesting question there too, just because it's like, I mean, a, a good friend of mine is, let's say she's very well endowed 
And it's the kind of thing where it's starting to, when she's getting to her mid thirties, it's starting to cause back problems and stuff like that. So it, it does that become medically necessary? And well, and that's why know. sometimes you have to jump through a bunch of hoops. So yeah, you have to go. You know, you have ankles that dislocate at random. So you have to go first see the sports med guy. Then you have to go through six weeks of physical therapy, even sure. though you have done that more than two dozen times and it still sure. doesn't really do anything. Right. To then go see the orthopedic guy, to then say, oh yeah, you need an MRI, so you have to go do that, and then come back to then say, yes, it is medically necessary that you have ankle reconstruction surgery. And every single one of those places you have to go to, they all get a paycheck all along the way. Yeah. And that's the problem with our healthcare industry in this country. Ah, soapbox another yeah. day. Again. Yep. <laughs> um, so really, they all, your employer, if they offer health benefits, they have to offer them to you. And you choose the plan based on whatever the employer offers. Sure. And whatever's covered is covered. It's yeah. set by the plan. Right. Now, I would add one caveat to that. If the employer specifically knows you're wanting to transition and then they switch insurance Mm. to one that specifically does not cover it yeah and you know that that's the reason and there is some sort of proof yeah they're not allowed to do that right no i i, I would hope that that's the case right that being because that's straight up discrimination right that yeah. that's being purposeful now the problem with all discrimination is how do you prove that right because what if that plan is cheaper yeah well then it's a business decision right how do you prove that we didn't we're not switching to a cheaper plan effective January 1st cuz it's going to save the company $10,000? Yeah. versus no, I switched it cuz I don't want you to transition cuz yes. your boss wringing his hands and going <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I I don't think most people really think that way. Right. In that kind of Sure. point, but you know, there there are those people out there. So, as with our last discrimination episode, besides the EEOC, there's also the Ohio Civil Rights Commission. The, yeah. If you feel you've been discriminated against on the basis of being transgender or anything else, really, um, as part of lending, so getting a mortgage, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. Federal Trade Commission, mm. they look at that. You're not allowed, they're not allowed to discriminate against hmm. um, people. They can say, you don't have good enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> whole topic for another yeah. day but they can't say sir and ma'am your credit is terrible <laughs> but right. they can't say sir and ma'am we don't like your transitioning process right right so that kind of thing right um so that's another resource ohio civil rights commission um every state has a civil rights commission of some sort sure they might call it something different but yeah if you google your state civil rights commission yeah It'll come up. Yeah. Um, so you can always find those resources. And there's tons and tons and tons of information online. That is all good resources. Um, the Ohio State Bar Association, I've been talking about them a lot lately. They've put out some good stuff lately. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, when I was kind of, this popped into my head um, after my conversation with the potential client, um, we really, I started looking into some of these issues just because it's interesting, right? And it's still emerging. Yeah. And we don't really know if it's going to be an issue, right? It could just everybody could pretty much say, "Oh, it's 
we can't discriminate. It just all falls under this one category. That, or that doesn't sound like America to me. There could be a fight. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it it's a small subset of all of these other issues. It makes sense that it would just flow, which sure. is what if we follow the EEOC's example here or OSHA's, we they pretty much are saying it's all all falls under this one sex discrimination category, whether yeah. it's based on male, female, whether it's your sexual orientation, or whether it's your sexual identity. Yeah. All of that falls under sex discrimination, yeah. which is a protected class, and thus illegal, can't happen. Yeah. Um, and with it comes penalties for employers. Um, and, you know, there's normally a fight to get those penalties, but sometimes yeah. that's what needs to happen for someone to learn a lesson yeah well so i have a question yeah you mentioned at the beginning of the episode uh and this is something that i'm going to try to be a little bit better about because we sometimes at the beginning say i'm working on this thing where it made me think of this particular question mm-hmm. clearly you're working on something you mentioned the i gave a referral okay I, i'm not actually working okay on it. Um, okay i have a wonderful friend who does adoption law um and she focuses a lot on the LGBT community. Um, that would be a really interesting guest to have, I think. I know. I need to bring her in. Yeah, I think um, that'd be a really interesting episode. Just because there's a lot of... There's thousands of issues. I can't even imagine just... just I mean, the the fighting of just the traditional roles in this country and like in trying to, you know, how upsetting it is to some people that, you know, two men could be dads together and... I mean, it's that it, it blows my mind. But I mean, you're fighting all of that. Well, but really, if you think about it historically, seems to me we are coming to that progression because it generally takes an entire generation of openness yeah. for whatever it is. Yeah. Um, to push that envelope and then for it to become normal. Yeah. Um, and we can look back through history and see that for any number of things right. from women's votes to uh, ending slavery to you know yeah. apartheid in South America or South Africa Oof, South America yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard about that particular <laughs> apartheid yeah. um, well but I mean even you know the Olympics were just on and yeah there was a whole segment of the opening ceremony about slavery in Brazil yeah in this country we don't always think about the slavery that happened all over the Americas. Sure. Um, and Could was, you imagine the next time the Olympics are in the United States, if we did a whole like opening ceremony thing about slavery in this country? No way. Not, not where we are now, I don't think. But, you know, it's. I, I hope we get to that point. But Right. You know. But, I mean, the, Brazil made it to, made, yeah. had a message. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And it was strong and it was powerful. Yeah. Whatever other criticisms. Yeah. But they dealt with it. Yeah. And, you know, good job. Yeah. Um, but I think it takes, a, you know, a full generation. Yeah. And the generation who has grown up with this, everything being okay and yeah. being very accepting. Yeah. They're not in power yet. And we're, and, and our generation is sort of, we're in the transition of we, that. We were, we were the cut. I really, I, I say this a lot and I get a lot of weird looks and, and I'm not going to get on a soapbox about it, but I really feel like this is our generation 60s that we're in the uh-huh. middle of right now. There's all this social change and turmoil and changing of the guard as far as what generation is, is in power and everything like that. And all that's up in the air right now. And it's next 
10 years are going to be fascinating to see what happens. Absolutely. But you're going to see. And then, for instance, um, you know, I have a brother who's 14 years younger than I am. Yeah. He doesn't remember an Olympics without Michael Phelps. That's weird. He doesn't remember a time when it wasn't acceptable to be gay. Yeah. He, he, it's not even a and it's content. a generational thing sort of like you know you talk to like uh, somebody's grandfather or something like that and they still say these racist things or things that just make you go oh god don't say that but you know and not that it's an excuse but that's how they grew up they grew up with that as the norm and now so, we don't hear that anymore so our new norm will show up right in another 10 to 20 and someday we'll be the racist by saying you can't have sex with robots that's ridiculous (laughs) stop having sex with your Roomba fascinating stop America listen to me stop having sex with your Roombas what's a Roomba you know what a Roomba is you live under a rock or something god last week we talked about Pokemon Go and you're like I don't do Twitter. I don't know what our, the Roombas are. The little robots that vacuum your floors. Oh, there was a something on Facebook about one smearing poop all over the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, floor. they've been around for like a decade, dude. <laughs> yes, Roombas. I'm sorry, I still. They're actually pretty great. They vacuum when you so you don't have to. It's pretty awesome. I'm actually thinking about one getting one for this place since I don't have stairs. Nice. But yes, if you do have a dog, sometimes they will. Terrorize the animal in your house? Well, not just that, but like if a dog poops on the floor in that situation, like the Roomba has no idea that poop is not something that needs to be smeared all over the floor. (laughs) No, it tries to clean it up. And it just accidentally smears it all over the floor. Because you don't, if your dog poops on the floor, you don't clean it up with a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) That's a terrible idea. (laughs) Especially now they're all bagless. You'd have to clean that out forever. Yeah, exactly. So, ooh, gross. Okay. So, hey, that's, Um, on that note... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right yeah. so on that note whole list of resources check those out yeah we'll put the link in the in the the thing below right so all good times um i'm looking forward to your joke of the week mm. i'm sure it is incredibly insulting as always <laughs> but uh before that a few housekeeping details if you would like to follow us on social media you can find us on facebook that is our primary landing page where you can comment get news, suggest episode topics, or ask questions. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. And uh, you can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. And as we mentioned last week, we're going to have uh, some some Instagram set up for, for the fine print and some other things. But um, at Boxland, we do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Route every week. If you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. Uh, and Jen is not on Twitter and won't be because she is a Luddite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who has the time? Yeah. If you are new to the show... Millions, millions of people to answer your question half the time. Millions and millions of people. Fair. Come work my (laughs) week and we'll see if you have time to play. If you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back and listen to Ben and I squabble. (laughs) And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it. If you could take a few minutes out of your very busy day, head over to iTunes, look us up, rate and review us. It helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. I think we should change the name of the podcast to Ben and Jen Squabble. (laughs) 
<laughs> just we no you're wrong yeah. that's ridiculous <laughs> okay. finally we would like to thank you all of our listeners it's because of you that our podcast even exists if you like what you hear please go to itunes hit the subscribe button go to soundcloud hit the subscribe button uh tell your friends tell tell your family if there's any one of these topics that we've talked about that you think somebody you know would benefit from shut them the episode maybe they'll dig it you know um but uh, remember, sharing is, in fact, caring. Uh, and Jen, would you like to hear this week's Lawyer Joke of the Week? Absolutely. Oh, I bet you would. Yep. All right. Be insulted. Right. This one I chose especially for you for a, a reason that is unrelated to today's episode. Oh, but I crap. think you will get a, a <laughs> chuckle out of this. Uh, what do a baker and a lawyer have in common? Oh, no. I don't know. They both enjoy carving up the pie. <laughs> Yeah. Because the baker mm. I'm talking about doesn't make cakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. <laughs> well. Uh, well, until next time, I'm Ben Edenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout, reminding you ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.